This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. episode of sports and corks and next week we'll be back to regular sports this week we're doing um our holiday dating episode but fear not next week we'll go back to college basketball and bowl games and for today's episode we have a guest andy would you like to tell us a little bit about who you are yeah um well my name is andy as you just said (laughs) (laughs) i've known both of you for a couple of years and uh i also work in sports also um we all met working at CU, so um, we got that in common, and uh, just here to provide a little commentary with you guys. Yeah, so we'll get started. Um, Emily Drenka, do you want to share the holiday dating story someone sent in? Yes, so we had a listener send in this story, which shall remain remain anonymous, of course. Um, So here we go. About two years ago, I was dating a guy who was cool, and I enjoyed his company. Never talked about a relationship status or lack thereof. He told me about a tradition that him and his siblings and a few close friends have the weekend before Christmas. The tradition is backyard bonfire, gift exchange, and game night. Sounds fun, right? Okay. Uh, Fast forward, he invites me to join them and I accept. Day of the event, we went Christmas shopping together and then the night was going well until a girl jumps out of the bushes while we're back over in the back by the fire. Um, the girl's upset she wasn't invited and was stalking to find out why. Turns out my date, who invited me and who I had been dating for six months, had a fiancé and hadn't even told his family. <laughs> That's insane. Wow. On so many levels. So... <laughs> This person says, I don't do drama, so I slid out and went home. He texted me at 2.30 a.m. telling me to open the door because he couldn't sleep without being next to me. I ignored him, and the next day, my cousin discovered him sleeping in our driveway, and the fiancé was parked on the other side of the street watching. So much so much to unpack there. Wow. What do you guys think is, like, the worst part of the story, like, the creepiest part of the story? Uh, I just think that it's wild that he, the guy was sleeping in the driveway and the fiance was watching. I think for me, yeah, that last sentence really was like the icing on the cake. Yeah, that's what got me to like. So first of all, they're still together. And then like, he's obviously still into this person that sent the story in. But she's like aware that he's still into this. Per- like, what is going on? So the person who sent this in didn't know at all that there was someone else in his life until the girl, like, basically shows up at this bonfire thing. So she's like, I'm out. I'm not, like, dealing with this, whatever. And then the guy, like, tries to come over and see her when, like, now she knows that he has a fiancé and is like, uh, no. (laughs) It's very... 
very, lots of drama there. I can't say I've ever had anything this dramatic happen to me, knock on wood. Nope. <laughs> yeah, the, I think the sleeping in the driveway thing is like, that's next level. <laughs> that's like psycho stalker. Although apparently she was also stalking. So like everybody, there's a lot of stalkers in this story. Yeah, basically two. Yeah. So it's a lot out of a three, you know, out of a love triangle, two out of the three people are stalking. It's a little, yeah. That's a lot. So (laughs) I guess just uh, be thankful and nothing like that has ever happened to you. Yeah, definitely thankful for that. But uh, Andy, you have a story to share with us. Sounds I do have like. a story. Yeah, it's it's nothing like that though. <laughs> <laughs> after after hearing that story, this is going to be a major letdown. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and this isn't a holiday dating story. This is just a regular dating story. But um, I was seeing this woman um, last spring. I should say I wasn't seeing her yet. So we met on we met on a dating app, and based on her picture, she seemed mostly normal. I think she still had one or two duck face photos, which is kind of a red flag, but I was able to look past that based on like her bio. She seemed like she had her life together. She was a doctor and in her early thirties, I was like, I think she might have her life together. Well, she wanted to insist on hanging out. Um, this is just a few days after we had connected on, on the dating app. And I had already had plans with some of my friends and I was like, Hey, can we do this? You know, maybe a different night. Um, no, she insists. She's like, no. Um, how about I just come out with you and your friends? I was like, Hmm, that, I don't know if you inviting yourself along with my friends is a very good first date. (laughs) It really wasn't. (laughs) It was just uncomfortable because like my friends are like, who's this person? And then she's like meeting all these people for the first time. And it's just, I don't think that was the best um, idea. And anyways, um, that relationship didn't last very much longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because um, someone I know this, a similar kind of thing happened to. So, um, and Andy, you know, this story. So she, the guy initiated a conversation, whatever. Um, the two had known each other from college, but weren't really like close friends then, hadn't dated then. Um, but this guy asked her out and asked to go to like this place in Denver that's kind of clubby as their first date on like a Friday night. And so she was like, ah, like, I don't know if that's really my scene. Um, she asked if they could go to like just a normal bar like brewery kind of a place first so he agreed to do that but he was very insistent that they go to this club style place so they end up going there and then his friends there so basically like he just wanted to go to hang out with his friend and she was like uh this is kind of weird the guy was like chain smoking and trying to kiss her and stuff and uh so she said it was a very weird first date and he didn't text her for like two days, two or three days. And then when he did, he said something like, Oh, sorry if that was weird or you were uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> I hadn't seen my homie in a while and just was really missing him. <laughs> sorry if that was weird. Yeah. Sorry if that was weird for you. And then he asked her, like, he was like, I'd like to take you out like for a nice dinner. And she was like, uh, and she didn't end up going out with him a second time. But, uh, 
the whole friend, like if it's a, like if it's a first date or if you don't know each other that well, it's like weird to have a date be like a group friend hang. Yeah. I think, I think lesson number one from this, don't, don't have a date in a group, in a social setting. That's like a group thing. And also don't invite yeah. yourself to that. Yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story. <laughs> So uh, that's I, I enjoy that story. I think that's you know similar things obviously have happened to other people, so it's worth worth discussing. Yeah. Also, for me personally, chain smoking, automatic deal breaker, like that's the end. Yeah, that's how, that's how she felt as well. No. Yeah, it's gross. It's a big turnoff. Yeah. Speaking of like <laughs> deal breakers, let's jump into the holiday themed red flag deal breaker scenarios. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I know a lot of people run turkey trots. Some people like to do 10Ks on various holidays. Where do you all stand with holiday 5Ks or 10Ks? Andy, you want to start us off? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, if you're, my thought is if I'm on a holiday, um, I'm not going to push myself too hard. Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to go for a run on Thanksgiving Day or or you know Christmas Day or something before a big meal because you got to prepare for later. You got to make room. But I would never compete. Like I'm, I'm here to relax and and have some fun. Wholeheartedly right. agree. For me, it's a total deal breaker, and it's not. It's not because of the actual 5K itself. It's the guilt trip that's going to happen if I don't participate in it, which I will not. (laughs) I don't need that hanging over my head with a family every single holiday that I spend with them and being made to feel like, oh, you're not participating. Like, no. (laughs) My holidays are for relaxing and eating and drinking and you know, I'll, I'll go on a coffee run for the group that's participating in the run, but I'll meet you at the finish line, cheer you on. That's, that's going to be my level of participation. If that's not enough, then sayonara. <laughs> I also kind of picture families that do stuff like that as being like the, the meet the Fockers type family. Like, <sighs> it's so intense. I'm like, it's, it's Christmas. It's Thanksgiving. It's Hanukkah. Like, Let's take a chill pill right now for a second. Amen to that. <laughs> um, I'm okay with the holiday runs. To me, that's I'm like, yeah, let's go for a run. And if I get a t-shirt out of it, cool. <laughs> but I also run super slow, so I'm not like, uh, I should run faster. I'm like, nope, I'm going at the speed I'm going, and then I'm going to go eat a bear claw. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, so on to the next one. They stop talking to you right before Christmas and then slide back into your DMs in the new year. This happens a lot, I feel like. That's a deal breaker. That's shady. That's shady. I've definitely allowed it before personally, (laughs) Um, but it's definitely very suspicious behavior and, like, you know where that ends. I've had... uh, yeah, I've had that happen. I had a really odd one. Um, this was back in college. I was supposed to hang out with um, a girl. I think it was on. I think it was New Year's Eve, and like up to like nine o'clock, we were planning on hanging out, and then ghosted me the rest of the night. 
And like, mm-hmm. I never went out. I just stayed at home waiting for her to show up or like text me plans or whatever. And that, that was the end of that. That's annoying. That's rude. Very rude. Rude as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we all know where this kind of thing ends and it's not in commitment. So if that's what you're looking for, then probably don't respond to that person's message in the new year. (laughs) They don't buy you a gift, but they expect one. Hmm. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah, I mean, so I personally just not much for gifts. Like, I don't want to receive them. I also don't, it's not that I don't want to give. Like, I definitely give some to, like, if there's some, like, some sentimental or meaningful behind it. But I'm not, I'm not about, about a bunch of gifts. But I feel like if you're, if you're expecting to get one, you sure as hell better give one. <laughs> yeah, agreed. It's like narcissistic or something to not give one, but expect one. It's kind of controlling in a way. I don't know. Not a fan. I just can't even imagine being like, like showing up and being like, ah, I'm not going to give a gift, but I surely expect one. Like (laughs) in what world does someone think like that? I just, I can't. Yeah. That's a, that's some other, that's a set of issues that I don't want to deal with. So that's a deal breaker. (laughs) Fair. That kind of goes along with like. If, if you're going to a, a, a party or something and or some sort of a celebration around the holidays and you don't bring food or a drink or something like I feel, but you're expecting to eat there or to drink there. I feel like that's also kind of along the same lines there. Yeah. You so another red flag deal breaker, they show up to holiday functions empty handed. I think we're probably all on the same page about this. Um, yes, because Andy's from the Midwest. You're from like a, a place where people are friendly, like the Midwest. And I'm also from a place that's like the Midwest. It's not like, I don't know. I think if people would show up to, th- I don't even know where in this country people would show up to things without it, like something in hand. As I say this, I'm like, oh, maybe someone from like Boston would do that. But I bet even they manners to show up with something, even though they love Tom Brady. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like that's a Midwest thing. I think that's just like a like a kind-hearted person thing, like a normal I'm yeah. not going to be an asshole person. Yeah. And that was like even in when I like studied abroad, like everyone would show up to everything with like a bottle of wine. Like at minimum, you can show up anywhere with a bottle of wine. Mhm. Yeah, that's, that's an easy thing to do. Red flag or deal breaker. They aren't enthusiastic. Or they are enthusiastic about Christmas movies. They are enthusiastic. Are or are not? Um, they aren't. I'm sorry. I can't read. They are not enthusiastic about Christmas movies. Um, depends what depends for me. It depends on what kind of Christmas movies are we talking about. Elf, or are we talking like one of those old classics? You're just adding more to that. They they don't like Christmas Christmas movies. Like December one hits, and they're like, no. And they don't even think that Die Hard's a Christmas movie, and it's not. But they're <laughs> like, no, I don't even want to watch Die Hard in December. That's how anti Christmas movie they are. It's a red flag for me. I can watch Christmas movies that I enjoy on my own or with friends. Like I don't need a significant other to watch them with me. Um, for me, it's like. Not even a red flag, I don't think. 
um, if someone, it's more so a red flag if someone's super into Christmas movies. Like if we have to watch Elf every <laughs> single year, I am out of that relationship. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think you and I disagree on that. Um, but for me, it's only Elf. It's I don't really care about any other Christmas movie. Die Hard's pretty great too. Uh, I won't say no to Die Hard, but um, I need to see Elf. I need some Will Ferrell in my life. <laughs> Elf is the best Christmas movie. It's perfect. More about that Home Alone life. <laughs> mm, home Alone. I'm Home Alone's in the Die Hard category for me. I, I'm not Ooh. against it. I won't say no, but I don't have to see it. Got it. Okay. Ooh. Everyone has their own favorite. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. They don't like eggnog and rum. That's fine. Eggnog is kind of disgusting as we've talked. Emily drank it. And I've said it's not great. But Andy, where do you feel about the eggnog and rum? I think we're all in agreement on this. I think eggnog Ooh. is pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all, I'll, I'll drink rum all day. I But... Uh, egg not, uh, mm, I don't know. So many better things to do with rum in the wintertime, like hot buttered rum. Yeah. Rum in your apple cider. Ooh. Like, yeah, uh, so much better than anything with eggnog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If someone doesn't like eggnog, I'm like, when can we get married? <laughs> not, <laughs> not actually, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely a positive thing for me. A disdain for the dog. He's very easy to please, it sounds like. Yeah. Low standards over here, you know? Well, as long as you don't have to run. It's like, you don't want to run that 5K, but you also really don't want that eggnog. Yeah. (laughs) Standards. (laughs) Okay. Uh, They start listening to Christmas music before Thanksgiving or Halloween. Deal breaker. Yeah, they start listening like in October or early November. Deal breaker. Yeah, I'm out on that. Like, to me, there's a reason why it's called Christmas music. It's for December 1 through December 25th. That's it. That's when you should be listening to Christmas music. Anytime earlier, like when Christmas decorations are in the store before Halloween, before we go out trick-or-treating or whatever we do... That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, like there's a reason Taylor Swift just released her Christmas tree farm like last week because it's December. Yes. It, it's Christmas time now. It wasn't Christmas time a month ago. Yeah, no. And like I do someone in college who loved Christmas. Like he loved Christmas. In July, he's like, I'm going to have a Christmas movie marathon. And his roommates were like, oh, we have a Christmas tree up in our house, like, year-round. And I'm like, that's very weird. Very, very weird. And they definitely listen to Christmas music year-round. They were those people. <laughs> so, so that was a deal-breaker for you because you did not date him, correct? Um, I don't think it was my choice that I didn't date him because he was, like, other than that, really great guy. Very nice man. <laughs> But, like, that was something that I was like, oh, people really like Christmas. Because, like, I've never encountered other people who were that pumped. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's a lot. <laughs> it is. It is. So, keeping on that theme for people who are very into Christmas. Um, red flag or deal breaker. 
their entire December revolves around the holidays. So like all their Instagram posts are super Christmassy um, and they only want to watch Christmas movies and like drink hot cocoa and like not do anything that isn't related to Christmas. Hmm. For me, that's a lot for a whole month. Yeah. I like, I really, I enjoy someone that really enjoys Christmas and like the holiday season, but the people who are obsessed is just, it's a little too much for me. Like who has time for that? (laughs) Like there's other things going on in December. So that's all your Instagram is. And if it's all you're watching, I'm going to have to say that's at least a red flag. Cause again, it's December There's there's more than just Christmas happening. Yeah, true. There's various bowl games. There's college basketball. There's basketball. There's, um, uh, yeah, NBA, NFL, and they just wrapped up like NCAA college soccer, right? So yeah, that was uh, all that happened. Stanford won on penalty kicks against North Carolina. It was. I was so excited, and for the four teams that were like in the final, three of them were Pac-12 teams. So. Good on the Pac-12 for having really good women's soccer programs um, and subpar football. Sorry, Andy, but <laughs> You're not the Pac-12 wrong. played itself this year. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong, crickets. Oregon. <laughs> right? right. All Oregon had to do is just beat ASU and the Buffs, we, we beat ASU even, and Oregon somehow couldn't do that. Oregon let the team down. Like the entire Pac-12 was like, Oregon, we were counting on you. We were rooting for you. (laughs) (laughs) It is very much like that Tyra Banks moment. It is. Next top model. (laughs) It's all of West Coast, like sports fans for any, like if you're a Pac-12 or Mountain West or whatever, and you're like, Oregon, this is your chance. And Oregon's like, nah, I'm going to head out. Like in that ASU game, they're like, oh, wait, we actually do want to compete. It's fine. Too late. <laughs> it's fine. Um, A little too late. But bringing it back into December, yes, if their entire December revolves around the holidays, as we just talked about all the other things that are happening in December, that's just too much. It's a deal breaker because that means they're not willing to be like, what if you have friends who are Jewish? Yeah. You want to go to a, yeah. like Hanukkah. I don't really know activity, but a Hanukkah activity. Yeah. yeah there's, there's lots else to do in December. And there's also other religions. Mm. Yeah. Mm, what, yeah. A, what a concept. What? There's something other than consumerism? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Say it ain't so. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of consumerism, um, so this came up at my family's Thanksgiving. Um, There was a commercial on TV where um, a guy, like, I can't remember what jewelry company it was for, but this guy, like, opens this ring-sized jewelry box. They're at dinner, like a fancy dinner, and it had, um, like, a small necklace inside, and um, one of my aunts was telling like all the boy cousins, she's like, you better not ever do this because if you do, you're getting broken up with, this is a terrible idea. And there had been wine flowing, obviously. And 
like she made a point of bringing it up several times also because we were watching a football game and the commercial came on like I don't know how many times so every time it was like you guys better not do something like this and we're like okay (laughs) um but so brings us kind of to a red flag deal breaker you've been dating someone for about six months and they plan a nice evening out to give you a Christmas gift During dinner, they pull out a ring-sized jewelry box that contains a necklace or earrings once they open it. Um, How do you guys feel about someone doing something like that? It's a ring-sized box, but it's not an engagement ring or any ring for that matter. Ooh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is six months in. I'm gonna say, how about maybe no jewelry yet? (laughs) My Am I out of place here or, okay, or is that fast? Let's let's change this. Okay, so you've been dating for a year and a half and mm. this happens. And it's like the holidays. It's around the holidays. Okay. Mm, then then in that case, yeah. How about not a ring size box? Because at that point, we're thinking a, a year and a half, we're definitely thinking either poop or get off the pot. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's time, you, for, it's time for a ring or let's go our separate ways yeah obviously it kind of depends on like where you're at in life but in general i feel like if you've been dating that long um you know you've probably talked about like your long-term future together i think in most cases people have had those conversations at that point um you know whether or not like this is something that's gonna like pot- like you think has potential to be like marriage down the road um i think if you were if you were the receiver of this gift, you'd probably be like upset and annoyed because it's like you didn't think how this would maybe make me feel like if I was hoping for an engagement. Like that didn't cross your mind. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just like kind of a risky thing to do and you don't need to do it. Just think about the size of the box, people. Well, it's also so while I'm like, ah, oh, it's fine if you're in like a serious relationship and it's like long-term and someone gifts jewelry, but like if it's Christmas time and they're choosing to propose or they like, it just shouldn't be a ring size box because there is that thought of like, what if they're proposing? And then why are you proposing around Christmas time? We're supposed to be celebrating like not this. (laughs) Um, Also everyone and their mom gets like engaged at Christmas time. So then I would be mad about that because I'd be like, why do you have a ring size box? And I would be like, this is not the time of year. It is not April. I don't know. I picked like a random month, but I'm like, don't pick a time where people are just trying to like be with other people. Yeah. That's a very basic time to get engaged. And yeah, don't, don't get the hopes up or, or get the hopes. I don't even know if the hopes are up (laughs) that time of year or, or if they're down. But yeah, let's just not let's not even have any thoughts of engagement around the holidays. It's just it's hard, especially like because you know if you are gonna see family, then that like the person who does get engaged versus the person who's still single and people are like, Well, why are you still single? It just like brings up like another conversation people don't want to have. And it's like focus on other things. Don't make this about you. Make it about everyone. I don't know. Mm, that's fair. I do want to say though, I think if like if the person you're proposing to loves the holiday season, that's fair. I think like I think that that's 
you know, like a thoughtful thing. It's like, oh, okay. Like you propose to them during the holidays because they already love it. So it's yeah. just like a special, really special time of the year for them. Everyone has their own level of loving the holidays. Some people yeah. are mad. Some people are obsessed. Um, I think if you're like kind of more on that, you love the holidays or you're obsessed, like kind of side of the scale, then I think that that's a good time to propose. But I think oh, yeah. it's just like knowing your audience, you know. I was like, maybe if you, you know, if you listen to Christmas music starting at Halloween, then, then <laughs> this maybe, is for you. <laughs> maybe they're acceptable. Yeah, to each their own. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Do we have any last um, red flag deal breakers or closing thoughts in terms of dating in the holidays? Don't start dating during the holidays, and also the the most popular time to get dumped. Um, yeah. Guess when it is, friends. <laughs> holidays. It's before the holidays. It's this, like most popular, right, or, like right behind or right before two weeks after Valentine's Day. And I'm like, oh my god, just like break up with this person already. Don't drag them through holidays and Valentine's Day. My goodness, that's rude. If you're in a relationship, hold on tight. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been broken up with twice over or right before one was right before Thanksgiving and the other was right before Christmas. And I think it was, it was, it was rough, but it, it was actually probably best to not go through holidays for something that wasn't serious. Yeah. You know, it's, it happens unfortunate. Um, but hopefully for those who are in relationships, you've passed the, the holiday threshold at this point i feel like before thanksgiving is a common time as well so yes yeah dumpsgiving dumpsgiving i mean like it happens like i think like people start doing that when they go off to college and they're like oh, i'm gonna go home and break up with like whoever and then we just carry it into adulthood where we're like oh it's just too much work to like introduce this person to like all my really good friends and family and then i'm just gonna end it i might as well do it before then um which is like nice, but also not great. Yeah. Be kind during the holiday season. Yes. <laughs> we'll leave you with that. <laughs> Definitely that. So in this holiday season, what wines are you all drinking? Uh, well, I'm drinking a Cab Sav right now. Mm. Very nice. Yeah. I like that. Um, I may have to come back to this later on in the podcast because um, I'm blanking on the name of the the wine I've been having recently. No worries. I know it's red blend, which is, you know, of course, not surprising. <laughs> what about you, Emily? Um, it's a Riesling. It's a um Neuschwanstein Castle. Oh Qualitatsvine Wein Hessen. Um it's like this, it's just a pretty mild Riesling, but it has a painting of the Neuschwanstein castle in the bottle. It's very pretty. The bottle is very pretty, and that's why my family buys it. <laughs> oh, that sounds lovely. Oh, actually, it, yeah, it does taste good, I'm sure. Um, I actually just um, found the kind. It's called uh, Connoisseur. It's a, not to be confused with, Connoisseur. <laughs> um, it's a Chilean red blend. Um mm. Yeah. It's got a cute little bicycle and some flowers on the label, which is why I bought it. Of course it is. <laughs> but it's pleasant, so, you know. That that choice ended up working out for me. That's all that matters. 
I like that we pick our wines based on uh, images on the label. Yep, 100%. Is that how you picked yours, Andy, or did your sister pick that one for you? Yeah, well, I'm not a wine connoisseur, but my sister is, so she definitely picked this and left it in my house. Hmm, There you go. And it just worked out that you also liked it. Yep, I'm, I'm not too picky, and actually, I think it tastes very good. And you're like, now it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Andy, thank you for joining us. It was great to have your perspective. It really was. It was a good time. Yeah, it's been a it's been a pleasure to join you for you both. And uh yeah. Thanks for having me on. Do you have any personal plugs for this week? Uh just, you know, check out as usual the Tailgate Society content. Um the website has lots of great articles. Um, there are other good pods um, along with ours. So um, be sure to check those out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Is that what it's called? Um, Google Podcasts. Google Podcast. They changed it. There it we go. Um, and then also give us ratings uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We've gotten a couple of new five-star ratings, which we love. Um, yes. We would also love if you wrote a review. It's super simple. We'll tweet out instructions on how to write a review. Um, just in case that's the barrier for you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just just tell us what you like. Um, if there are certain topics you want us to cover, as always, slide into our DMs at Sports Quirks on Twitter. That's about all I got for now. Um, all right. So I also, same thing, make sure you're following the Tailgate Society on Twitter, Instagram, um, checking out the website. We're putting out content pretty much all the time. Um, and if you are big on betting, if you are a sports better, um, it is that time of year where people are betting on bowl games. So there is an article on that. And then um, we've started doing a music post every so often called Five on It. So um, be sure to check that out. Um, Again, putting out content all the time. And yeah, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. Um, We we only know so many people between the two of us. (laughs) And our people happen to be in Colorado, Texas, Washington, Idaho. Wyoming. So tell a friend and then they'll tell a friend and then we'll have listeners all over and it'll be great. Um, so that's all I have for personal plugs. Do you want to talk about the bigger than sports moment? Do I, this is one of my favorites. Um, so as a lot of you probably know, um, this past weekend was, uh, the NFL's my cause, my cleats initiative. So, um, players have the ability to, uh, choose a nonprofit organization that they would like to support. Um, they have cleats designed for them that uh, reflects the nonprofit and shows their support of the, that particular group and cause. And then um, the cleats go up for auction and the money raised from each set of cleats goes towards the nonprofit that the player has chosen to represent. Uh, so Russell Wilson of the Seahawks um, chose um this amazing nonprofit, um, it's called Friends of the Children, and they I've never heard of them before, but the more I read, I was like, I wish I could get involved with this group. It sounds awesome. Uh, so they work a lot with marginalized communities um, to, you know, work towards equity um, in terms of education and um, just having 
in general, um, the same level of representation among all communities. Um, and they just have a really unique kind of mission statement and, um, their staff, they kind of, um, pull different types of people together, um, who have different backgrounds and skills, um, to provide opportunities for kids to overcome, um, systemic and institutional barriers. Uh, go check out their website if you get a chance. It's called friendsofthechildren.org. Um, and they're all across the country. Uh, they basically work to break the cycle of generational poverty. Um, can't really think of a better cause than that. So good for Russell Wilson. For sure. You love to see it. You do. <laughs> so happy and so close to home for you with being a big Seahawks fan. Yes. Most definitely. That is all I have for this week. Again, we'll be back to sports next week. Um, if you want to do, you want us to do more of the dating podcasts, like we enjoy doing them. They're a good time. Um, and there's like a theme that you want us to talk about, like, let us know. We have our contact information in the description of the podcast and, um, yeah, we're happy to talk about it. We think it's funny. We like sharing the funny stories and the, um, red flag deal breaker scenarios, but again, we, we, we will go back to what you signed up for sports and corks. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> next week do you have anything else emily um nope we'll include andy's social media um links in the episode description as well and on our social media for this episode so give him a follow as well uh, he puts out a lot of good stuff on his social media so quality follow for sure and we'll talk to you all next week thank you for listening bye emily and emily sports and courts